This is the podcast where we take our guests through the quirks of their retail habits from their best ever bargains to the times of being completely ripped off. Welcome to False Economy. Powered by Hot UK Deals, the UK's number one app for deals, discounts and freebies. I'm Vic Satan, consumer champion, shopaholic and occasional comedian. And alongside me is my complete opposite. He's the five spice to my Italian herbs. I'm really reaching these days. <laughs> the Percy pigs to my Colin the Caterpillar. There's a rule of three. But in a way, like, because you're trying to say, are they supposed to be opposites? Because I always think this when you say about the, you're an, you say you're an occasional comedian and I'm the total opposite of that. And I'm trying to think, what is the total opposite of that? I don't know. I've budget. never made a single <laughs> so we had joke. budget for a script writer. We never asked him. We just read out what he said. Yeah, and it's, it's like only full like, Ron Burgundy style. <laughs> well, we're on episode, what, 35 or something? And it just suddenly occurred to me, like, you're saying, so I'm the opposite of an occasional comedian. You're not a consumer champion. If anything, you're I'm a rip-off merchant. I'm certainly not that. I hate, yeah, I hate consumers. Rip-off merchant. Um, yeah. Frugal. Yeah. Never funny. Never, no. <laughs> Yet to make a joke. Joyless, frugal rip-off merchant, yeah, yeah. Paul Watson. Um, <laughs> now that is my new biog. <laughs> That's going on. <laughs> I will endorse you on LinkedIn for those skills. <laughs> How are you, Paul? Well, I just took a swig of water in advisedly that I didn't, you don't usually come to me at this point. So I thought I was free to sort of have a little swig. That's the sparkling gold band section. Of course I was going to come <laughs> to you. Who else, off, right? I, who else would I go to? Ah, oh, no, I thought we'd ditch that section after, you know. <laughs> 30 episodes. <laughs> we experimented with it. it. It didn't work out. Right. Uh, do you know what? Let's, uh, no pressure on the guest, but should we, should we meet him? Yeah, you might break save Break the this. awkwardness yeah. of this. Uh, right. Our guest today is uh, all kinds of things. Like he is like the opposite of me. Like he knows loads about maths, for example. The opposite of me too. Yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, yeah he's, he's regularly on telly. He's the country's most loved mathematician, I reckon. Ooh. Yeah. Don't tell Carol Vorderman. Welcome to the show. Bobby Siegel. How are you? Oh, that is a delightful introduction. Yeah. I'll take that. I think you are. I think you're. I think you're better. Don't tell Carol Vorderman. or don't tell Rachel Riley or don't tell Hannah Fry. Don't oh, tell any Rachel of them. Rachel Riley could never. It's, like, <laughs> it's all about you. You can count on me. Oh, oh there we go, Paul. That's that was there good. It that's is. That's that's a, that's that's a me, brief yeah. fulfilled. <laughs> good. That was very good. <laughs> but yeah, you are. You're really fun for someone who loves maths like you do. <laughs> yeah, I, I think maths is one of those subjects where if I mention it at like a random pub or a dinner party, middle-class dinner parties, they'll mention it, they'll be like, ugh, maths, I hate maths. So it's not really a good sort of icebreaker. It's like, quite good for like trauma therapy because if you mention it, everyone is like huddles around recording their traumatic experience of maths in, in childhood. So, you know, it can, it can be a bonding experience. See, now I'm imagining you're probably going with something like House of Games. If you're introduced yeah. at a dinner party now, yeah. I'm thinking you don't go with the maths thing, right? You know what? I still do because it stands out. Wow. Because, you know, you want to be memorable yeah. in life. If I just said, oh, I'm a, I'm a person. All, Bob, all Bobby's well, places if you, if you just are say, like, I, I was, everyone's been on House of Games in Bobby's yeah, parties. I was going to say, so. what dinner parties are you at? <laughs> oh, so I just met another one who was on House of Games. Oh, yeah, really? God. But math teacher, everyone has a response, though. Ah. It might be a negative response, but you know, like social media, you want to... You know, polarizing, divisive things are the ones that get attention. Maths teachers, if you say that, everyone's like, ah, oh, ooh. Yeah. The, the who is only at like 5%, but the vast majority like have negative feelings. So actually, it means that people are provoked by you. Ah. Not that I want to be a provocateur. I'm the maths provocateur. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that. He's breaking I your like brain. He's breaking your brain. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because I, I was like, oh, I'll give him a really hard sum. But then I realised I wouldn't be able to calculate the answer. So you can tell me anything. Like, oh, yeah, you, you can get chat G- times four times. So. Well, they can get chat GPT to verify. <gasps> 
They it's, don't know a lot on ChatGPT, though. It's <laughs> things. There are other tools for maths that are better than like a calculator. A calculator. <laughs> <laughs> what you're describing is a calculator. But, no, but I, genu- know, I know we're civilians, but we. we <laughs> no, no, no. But there are genuine tools where if you write a maths problem and you take a picture of it, it solves it for you. Oh. Even university level problems. For quiz cheating. Wow. Yeah. So that's yeah. obviously what you use it for. Well, yeah, and also sophisticated, powerful technology. As well. Yeah, you can do. Although you can't take it to exams, mm. so it has. You know, it's maybe useful for homework. Yeah. Yeah. You need to do this mental arithmetic. So when will you ever have a calculator in your pocket? <laughs> yeah. Jokes on you, Miss Snook. Right. <laughs> on to the show. Uh, right. For uh, for the listeners who might not have listened and are just massive Bobby Siegel fans, here's how the show works. We have carefully. And I'm not going to use scientifically in, in the presence of... <laughs> <laughs> or mathematically. We haven't mathematically we've, we've thrown, done anything. <laughs> we've thrown together some questions that we'd like answered on the subject of shopping Ooh, and before we start, Actually, one thing before we start, you know, on false economy, because because I love knowledge and learning, I actually was doing some Googling on fo- the, you know, the word false economy. The, the, <laughs> the proposition, yeah. And do you know the... So the the most notable example of false economy in history is, is it, it stand up comedy. Uh, it, it, <laughs> it could be you. You could you, if you write a thesis, you could challenge it. But the one apparently is in the early nineteenth century. So the king of Prussia, Frederick William the first. So he had a family, and he thought, ah, oh, I want to feed them, but you know, I want to save budget on that. So he fed them lots of cabbages. But the cabbages, obviously, they're not very nutritional. So because of that, his children became malnourished and had to spend lots of money. In hospitals, ah. looking after them, and obviously the money saved from spending on cabbages wow. was far away by the amount they had to spend on um, healthcare. So that is like one of the first big cases of false economies. Wow. I think he's after our jobs, Paul. <laughs> Where, where's the application I didn't realise we had to revise this podcast. <laughs> I mean, obviously we knew that. Yeah, but yeah. With interesting those, facts. Something's gone wrong. <laughs> God. Oh God! So, Bobby, yeah, what's the first question you want to ask us? Five percent of nine pounds. Oh God, don't do this. Uh. I'm an ambassador for a charity called National Numeracy, and that is the the question that they ask adults to assess their level of numeracy. And one in two adults can't get that question right, even if you give them a calculator or phone. So, five percent of nine pounds. Forty-five p. There we go. You're you're on the top half of the country yeah. already. Ah, nice. And Paul was there already. I could see him. He was. About to say I was supervising, so I think I'm in yeah. the yeah. top. It's like 900 that. pence divided by 10. <laughs> divided <laughs> by two. <laughs> but you know, one in two adults can't do that question, even if you give them a calculator or mm. a phone or whatever, or chat GPT, whatever they want to use. What do they teach in schools? Maybe the quality of maths teachers needs yeah, improving, no, Bobby. Yeah, maths teachers. <laughs> burn them, burn them. <laughs> yeah, he does that as well for the listeners who aren't familiar with Bobby's work. Uh, okay, well, I'm excited for the answer. What's the best deal you've ever found? So... I was going to say it's when I visit charity shops. Right. Because I okay. visit. As since, a concept. Yeah. Since we were young, our dad always used to take us to our local charity shop. We buy lots of books, in particular nerdy books. And once we found a incredible set of like mid 19th century encyclopedias. But Ooh. but I was going to say that, but I thought there's a co- I've got a cooler answer. So, <laughs> cooler than mid 19th century so, encyclopedias. Yeah. So I, I love pound shops. <laughs> Love pound shops in particular. Yeah. So, um, what's one percent yeah. off a pound? Oh no! I this, feel like is this, this is this a trick, trick question? No, no. Paul, you answer that when I answer the I last one. I would say a penny, but is that wrong? Yeah. So, what what would be the new amount in, if it's one percent deducted from a pound? 
99. Yeah. So in my... <laughs> you're yeah, you're right, you're right. Correct. <laughs> what, what's that? What's that? Minus one? And you were like, 99? I just feel like there's no, a trick question no, no, coming no, no, at no, any moment Yeah, here. I'm just trying to like... Uh, and now take the cosine of that and put it through <laughs> integers. And I'll be like, oh. I'm trying to lead us through the story. So now 99p store. So in East Ham, right, from, um, there is, or there was, going to be a grand opening of a 99p store. So they asked local residents to submit dances, songs, pictures to be the grand opener. So I submitted a little poem or jig and I thought, send it off. I was working in the city in Bank at the time. And then I got an email a couple of weeks later saying, dear Bobby, you have won the competition. We would like you to recite your jig poem in front of local residents and cut the ribbon. Did they think you were a child? I don't know. I don't know. I was a fully grown adult. And, and genuinely, this feels like something a child should I got to go around the shop and, you know, like Supermarket Sweep with Dale Winton, mm. I had 99 seconds to go around the shop oh my God, and take so as many fun. items. Can I read out the, the yeah, poem, the Yeah, I guess the, the list. Yeah, so that's a- this is called, it's in 2011. Do you remember we had that recession at the time? Yeah. yeah. After Lehman Brothers, I'll come to that later, I worked at Lehman yeah. Brothers. Your setting seemed really well. Before yeah, the Olympics, like, right, the nation was sad, yeah. so, yeah. we needed something so, to believe in. So there's a little jig. <laughs> I wrote, I think in maybe my lunch break. So it's called Bargain Hunter. Recession, recession. But I still need to make a good impression. Trying to find that elusive bargain sometimes involves a lot of pain. But once that magical offer is found, sheer happiness is where I am bound. At 99p store, bargains galore. I mean, yeah. They were like, you need to come and cut the actual ribbon with a massive pair of scissors in front of about 40 grannies and grandfathers. Now, you've been saying jig. They, they, was there I, a dance? I did a little dance. Now, well, that, that's you what really I'm imagining to win. You here, just but, something. But, but, you wrote a song and made so a dance routine. How could like, they see the dance? Did you send a video of you performing it? No, I think I said I will accompany I will it with some movement as well. Do a jig. Wow. And it was, the thing is, it felt quite Irish. It was like Lord of the Dance meets... Carol Vorderman. What did you get? What, what was the so haul? You, so it, so th- I got 37 items. Did you go, so did you have an aisle in mind? Because I, I think a mug would just go straight mm, for the first aisle. You need to go deep. What they said, there were rules. So oh. they said you can't pick more than one item. So you can't just do a whole shelf. Otherwise, yeah, been like, yeah, that was my everything, thinking. Everything. Just take the till out. <laughs> so <laughs> take the computer. Although there's, there's two parts. The second thing is like Supermarket Sweet, you had to be back at the till by the end of the 99 seconds otherwise you lose everything, everything. that's tra- quite stressful I trained yeah. for this for a few days <laughs> I went to other supermarkets got a trolley practiced putting items and making because obviously it's a, it's a skill you put mm. them back there right yeah put them back yeah put them back <laughs> used to run with a shopping trolley it's a, it's a different skill I would love to see someone watching that the security guards just looking <laughs> yeah. what Going is- and then putting it back as well at the it's end. another one training for supermarkets <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just love that work ethic though that you're like you approach the yeah. problem you're like it's so, a skill like anything else and that's, like, that's my best bargain by writing that little jig I won 37 pounds of items for 37 pounds for wow. what cost dignity before we buy these are people that, okay this is the funny thing so so my name is Bobby Seagull but my first name is Jay so everyone in our family is Jay 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 yeah. Jay Bobby Jay John Jay Thomas it's like a South Indian tradition mm-hmm. so when I entered I entered as Jay Seagull because just to avoid any embarrassment. So the local people actually printed this and they said, Lucky Jay wins 99p shopping hall or tro- trolley. And Pete sort of got away with it. No one really knows. I mean, now they do. But well, people don't really very, know that I want it because this is Lucky Jay. I'm like, who's Lucky Jay? 
Who's Lucky J? What was the best of your haul, though? Of your 37 items? Uh, thing is, it was in the run up to Christmas. I got lots of Christmassy items, like baubles and Santa Claus <laughs> like, chocolates. Oh, and... Everyone, everyone opening their pound shop Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it was me. But not even pound shop, 99p. Yeah. <laughs> That's the gimmick. What an extraordinary answer. <laughs> yeah, I've got to say, I wasn't sure what you'd say, but I didn't expect that one. No. <laughs> So on the flip side, something you bought because it felt like a bargain, but you wish you'd spent more on with hindsight. So in my early 20s, I worked in investment banking. So I actually started my career as a trader at Lehman Brothers. And if anyone remembers the history books, Lehman Brothers was the big bad bank that yeah. caused the austerity, <laughs> which actually ultimately led me to writing that bargain hunt poem, which yeah. is so actually, you know, yeah. it's a circle of life. All comes through. But also, there's like a really, but there's a, there's a bad faith story about a city banker who bring up all the free 99p. It's <laughs> <laughs> causing yeah. the recession. <laughs> Haven't you guys done that? Enough? Redact, 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 redact. <laughs> um, but when I was there, so probably the thing that I wish I spent more money on, is that what the question was? Yeah. Yes. Mm. So at Lehman, um, so I did my internship there in 2006 and I worked on a desk called Collateralized Debt Obligations. Has anyone seen the film The Big Short? Yeah. You know Margot Robbie? Yeah, so she's was, sitting yeah. in a bath explaining a, a complex financial product. So yeah. I was trading that. So oh. so it's a, it's a high margin, making lots of money. But the one thing is in banks, you don't get paid just on how much money you make for the bank. It's also the perceived value of you to the bank. And the perceived value is also how you look. And I made a blunder because I thought, oh, okay, I'm going to lots of money. I'm going to try and save up money. So I'm going to buy the cheapest suits possible. Oh. So I used to raid East, not raid, literally. Used to go to, <laughs> it sounds like I'm a robber. Like, you took the trolley from the night after store. 37 suits. Yeah, that's actually good value. Do you remember Mr. Byright? So these are like, Trashy High Street. Uh, oh yeah, High Street. Blue, like Blue Star. So there was one called Mr. Byright in the sort of nineties, noughties that sold suits. Very flammable. So very flammable. <laughs> very cheap. So I remember I bought my suits and my shoes from there, and I think I got paid well at Neiman. I'm not going to complain, but I reckon <laughs> I caused myself significant harm with my brand as like yeah. a serious investment banker by wearing Mr. Byright suits. Others, you know, be wearing like Armani and. <laughs> Yeah, you, you just did one of two steps, though, because then you could have gone like somewhere in East London and got them tailored and then looked better than the guys I'm, buying yeah. designer off the rack. Cause, well, uh, I never knew this about. So, like, they, they give you a salary. And is it like, can you work out from your salary how much of it is just yeah. your appearance? There's no fixed rule, like, oh, 5% what you earn. Mm. There's a bonus pot, but it's obviously partly how much you bring to the bank, yeah. any job, yeah. but partly, like, if they think you're an important person that they want to support I was going to say groom but that's the wrong <laughs> word they want to groom for success yeah. but if you're someone wearing tacky shoes they think this person's not going to be impressive in front of the client so actually um, I wish I'd spent more money on my suits well it sort of turns out Lehman Brothers had other problems they did they, they were they, probably they, focusing yeah. a bit too much on they, that they, uh, <laughs> do you still put it on your CV <laughs> no but I think it, again it it means that people are like oh you worked at Lehman Brothers well, if I said I worked at Barclays oh, premium, yeah. or JP Morgan yeah. whereas they're like oh I want to know more it's true. Yeah. Did you true. cause the crash? Like, no. So sometimes he's maths teacher, sometimes he's Lehman Brothers. Yeah. yeah Never on. House of Games, though. Never basic. House of Games. <laughs> yeah, basic. Never no. <laughs> so, Bobby, what are your ads like? Who does social media think you are? So, 
I'm going to go for one PR answer and actually one non-PR. I get a lot of things about my products, like my books, because and I'll tell you, there's actually a genuine reason. There's a reason for this. Because you're always clicking them. <laughs> um, I often, on places like Amazon, I will buy secondhand versions of my book because my friends and family often say, oh, if you've got a spare copy, can I just get a copy for a nephew yeah. or a daughter? Uh. And I don't want to buy it firsthand from the shop or even I get author discount versions. But on Amazon... Obviously, people that I'm giving books to keep sending it back, but I get secondhand versions for like two, three quid. Uh, by the way, I've yeah. got... Do you have any nieces, nephews, any young people? <laughs> yeah. yeah. These are not... These are actually my first-hand copies. You're f- wow. Oh. You're not getting my second-hand ones. I thought they'll probably not be happy, but I've got first-hand oh. copies oh, that I can sign for any nephews, yeah. nieces, anyone that you think what might... If, what if I wanted to read it? <laughs> it can be for you as well. Yeah. But you I'll, can pretend you've got a... I was going to pretend to be my nephew. Though. Yeah. You can pretend, but I can, yeah. So I, I do often, maybe once a week, go on Amazon and check for my books to see if there's any good uh, high quality versions of it like under three four quid. you see i do the same in terms of buying them the same thing happens that people say can i have a copy and you're not going to be mean and say don't buy yourself one. yeah exactly but i now well through my author it. copies years ago i can buy them from the publisher but they're like expecting you to put through an order of like 50 mm. or 100 yeah. and it's literally i just need three yeah. so I'll do exactly what you do. but i had the most embarrassing experience of my career i suppose in some ways when I had to buy a book at quite short notice because there was a producer. It didn't happen, but someone wanted to make a film of the book. So I was going really excited, like a naive person. Um, And the guy was in London and I had to get a copy to him. And it was all very exciting. I thought this was going to be my big break. So I went into a Waterstones and was like, oh, I'm looking for this book. And the guy's like, no, I don't think we got it. And then I found a copy uh, and brought it to the counter and said, no, you, d- you did have it. And then I took, made the huge mistake saying, are you going to order more in, do you think, in this really naive way? And he said, to be honest, we struggled getting rid of that one. Oh. And then I'd hand over my card, because in those days it wasn't contactless. Oh. <laughs> so he took, took But did they face card. drop? Didn't notice, luckily. Oh. Thank God. If he had noticed, it would have been the most awkward human exchange in history. <laughs> but, you know, he didn't notice. And I was like, thank you, thank you. Oh. Uh, yeah. I was wondering, you know, before I come to my non-PR answer for the thing on my social media, can authors sign their books without getting arrested? Because technically you are vandalising yeah. products that are not your own. People in even... airports, like Neil Gaiman's like, I've just signed these novels. I'm like, but are you allowed to now do that? I got told, I could go and sign someone else's. Yeah, so I got told that if you sign your own... So if you sign a book, they can't send it back yeah. to the publisher. So that's the thing that I got told in my book launch was sign as many as you can because oh. they can't send them back. So by that same process i imagine if you signed one in a waterstones it just means they can't get rid of it so they'll put a little sticker on it saying author copy because this this was a nicer thing that happened to me i did buy a copy mm-hmm. years later uh, and i said i'm the author like i i, it, I didn't say it in an arrogant way but like i had to mention why i was buying like five or something uh-huh. and they were like well you really like this book and i was like no i wrote it uh, and then he was <laughs> like well if you sign what we've got left on our shelves we can put author stickers on so i think Aww. if you go into a bookshop and admit you're the author they so you will can't, say you can't sneakily if you sneakily do it it's just i get i guess i'm like, gonna go and sign some books by Gemma collins <laughs> <laughs> the gc they'll probably make you buy them that'd be the punishment <laughs> no it's such a nice thing i like the author copies i bought oh so my non-pr okay so what's actually, the name of the book oh, oh the life-changing <laughs> magic of numbers how maths shapes everyday life interestingly my publishers they didn't want the word maths in the main body of the title because they said if you put maths in the main body people will not buy it whereas if you put numbers people are oh, okay i deal with numbers on a day-to-day yeah. basis so they changed my title Ah, yeah. Oh. So I was actually checking my 
Hotmail today for this to see which is the most common. <laughs> so I did a mini statistical analysis. Okay. And cool. the one which came, again, it changes over time. But in the last three, four months, it is Eastern European brides. I kid you not. <laughs> Specifically from Ukraine. <laughs> They're like, maths. Wow. Man. <laughs> and, 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 and I think I know the answers. Not because I'm searching for... Eastern European brides. Okay, sure. I presume I've been searching like Ukraine history, that's probably, but... Central European brides, yeah, Central you know, European. normal stuff. Yeah, it's normal. <laughs> I presume because as a single guy, I do look up online dating tips and things. And maths. And maths. I'm not sure, I'm not sure why, <laughs> but I've never clicked on the links because I use that laptop, that tablet to go into school mm. and the school emails on it. So if you click on anything, <laughs> like yeah. even like a hooligan website, like, a, you know, like making strange memes... If it pops up in school, say P45. So my computer's legit, (laughs) legit. That thing of having to like put it onto the projector and see your laptop. Your tabs at the back. Yeah, Yeah. There have been stories of teachers that have been sacked because they've bought on their laptop and accidentally a video of something they've watched the night before has popped up. (laughs) So if you're using any device in school... Never search anything, even for a joke, for banter, for lols, and anything that you think a head teacher couldn't see, don't do it. So what were the dating tips? What have you found out? I found out that I am, what's the word when someone is too accommodative? Oh. So I actually went on a Netflix show recently called Indian Matchmaking. How how was that? Um, You're not wearing a wedding ring? I know. I got friend zoned. (laughs) Oh. Oh, I got friend zoned. And everyone said Bobby's just being too nice. And I think it works well in real life. Like, in the staff room, I'm quite popular, my fat friends and family. But on dating, I think it, you just, you need to be a bit more edgy. And I talk too much. I it's mean, really the, useful on a thing like this. Yeah. A lot tired. of the things you're saying just are that you're nice company. You're just sort of a yeah. nice person. We but go, Paul, we go I, I, with you. I don't know. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> but no, I, I feel, I, I get what you're saying. But I imagine that the Netflix show wasn't necessarily like, an atmosphere that would be conducive to dating. Like, that's not a normal dating oh, scenario. Interestingly, on my like, first date, it was with the girl and her parents. Oh, I can't wow. wait to watch this. So, and then, so I, so immediately the parents offered me some snacks and I started talking about biscuits and what was their favourite <laughs> biscuits and did they dunk biscuits and tea? <laughs> All right, so uh, something you splashed out on because you saw it advertised but you probably didn't need. What's your biggest, most frivolous purchase? Oh, so this is something that I thought I needed. So actually, whenever I travel, I always carry my tablet with me. My, uh, Microsoft, I'm a big Microsoft fan. Okay. Not quite been tempted by Isaac Newton's product. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it, you like it. I yeah. see what you did there. Yeah. When I do those jokes with my students, they're just like, no, sir, just no. <laughs> Wait. No. Um, so I always transport it everywhere. I have it at home, got a setup where I've got my surface there and I've got a big monitor and I take that surface with me from travelling or to school and then I thought actually it's quite inefficient I'm constantly having to take it out and often I'll miss a train by like 30 seconds I'm like <laughs> I'll blit and I try and look for efficiencies in my morning and I think actually the surface removal of I attributed that loss of missing trains to that so I thought actually if I get it, so I thought if I get a second oh it's definitely that it's that, yeah that's, that, that's why it's a little, the little the savings the little time savings I thought if I get a second service tablet and leave it in my bag <laughs> I have two I'll have one which is permanently on my desktop and one which I can use to travel so that way I will always save 30 seconds every morning and I'll never miss a train by like a few seconds how's that gone the, 
Okay, this tablet. Do you not account for that extra time and absorb it? So, in terms of you, what was your question? It was what is the. Yeah, so the most frivolous purchase, basically. This tablet is still in its packaging six (laughs) months later. (laughs) I opened it once and I think I ran out of time to, to set it up and it's still there. I bought it in October. Oh. So at a time of recording, you must go home and do that now. That's... I keep I keep saying like okay next weekend, but now I feel like weekends. <laughs> it's incredible. There's a tablet there at home sitting for six months. I'm waiting for the perfect moment <laughs> yeah. to unwrap it. It's sitting there. It's it's in fact it's leaning at like a thirty degree angle against my table. The charger's left by the side. Um, the bubble wrap is there. It's waiting to be opened. I mean, the next question is the worst you've ever been ripped off, but you've kind of ripped yourself <laughs> yeah, I ripped off. myself off. <laughs> although I have, I, although there's another occasion where I have sort of ripped myself off. Okay. I grew up in East London, uh, went to a council estate, went to a really good secondary school, to be honest, a state school in East London. But for my sixth form, I got a scholarship to Eton from A-level. So you can imagine going from different. a council estate <laughs> yeah. in East London to Eton, very different. But there's a ritual there. Um, that ha- No, 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 not that I'm kind scared. of ritual. I know, you're getting worried. Like, Ooh, your face is... took a turn. I know, it took a deep, dark <laughs> turn. The good with, news is with it's got bi- a Netflix With, with biscuits. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, not uh, that kind of turn. No, that's got no... <laughs> no those kind of biscuits. Ooh. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I'm meaning those kind of biscuits. Um, so at the end of every year, the students in year 13 would leave and they'd vacate their rooms and they'd often try and sell their items. Um, so when I was in year 12, uh, one of the students was selling one of his Ottoman trunk boxes, really oh, beautiful. Yeah. And I think it'd been passed on from year to year to year to many. So no one, no one ever, wants to move it. It's yeah, like no furniture one, in your house. It's so, like, it's your problem. <laughs> so I got a really good value one um, and I kept it um, for the following year. But... In the following year, it came to me selling my items and I had a, quite a big fan that there was no need for it at home. And in my parents' car, there wasn't space to transport it either. So I put like, as a sign for sale, £30. And thinking, oh, someone would buy it. It's a, it's a decent fan. And, and and then a week to go, put £15. A few days ago, put £10. And the morning, I put a fiver. Nobody wanted it. And then the, and the last morning, I was about to leave. And one of the students says, how about a pound? <laughs> and I was like, well, I can't. There's no space in the car. So I had to sell it. Big, you know, those huge fans that move yeah. and rotate. Yeah. So I've sort of ripped myself off again. Yeah. One pound. One well, pound. it's worth what people are willing to pay, though. So you, you had such a bad bargaining position. I know. Yeah, on the last day. And they done. knew it. This is they why these it. people run the country. I'll tell you that, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? Cool. <laughs> it's time for the quick fire round. Yeah. It's a head to head round. I'm going to give you a product that you can buy, and you are going to tell me what you think the price is. Mm-hmm. It's versus Paul. I would like to know. How much you would expect to pay for a gaming bed? The Drift Gaming Bed from Dreams. The specifications to help you decide. It is the ultimate gaming bed. A big claim. There's an LG TV included in the foot. So your TV Mm. slides out. Mood lighting under the bed, behind the headboard, and in the TV lifting mechanism. So you can be completely surrounded. Storage for your consoles. Headset holders on each side of the bed, because, you know, if you're buying a gamer bed, you are going to be a hit. (laughs) You'll never be alone. You're going to want to guess one. USB-C ports on each side. A handy side opening Ottoman storage. There we go. I'm going to say £1,000 for want of a figure, to be honest. I'm trying to think. So gamers have a lot of disposable income. In fact, you know, there's more money spent now in the gaming market than there's online streaming services. It's insane. The market's huge. Wow. It's huge. But 
I think that this might be an entry level bed. And I'll say 950. Okay. So I'm not going to say 999.99. No, that was very respectful. Very Thank respectful. you for respecting the format. You, you have one again, Paul, but not because you're any good at guessing. <laughs> you're just better than Bobby, which I yeah, all that probability. And the answer is £1,799, which I think with a telly in is not that bad. But aren't tellies getting really cheap because no one really... I suppose it depends on the quality of the TV. If it was one of those ones that just comes up that used to be like a big box like you used to get in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> How much for a hot air balloon ride? Oh. This experience takes off from Oxford. Float away with a premium hot air balloon flight for two people with crazy beer. Drift over the Oxfordshire and Buckinghamshire countryside for one hour. Sip on a celebratory champagne at the Crazy Beer Stadhampton after landing. Why are you celebrating it? Do they not always land? <laughs> Do they not land well? <laughs> Is so there an asterisk you, against this one? So can you if, applaud the pilot of a plane and they're literally yeah. doing their job? If we have not got down, we might be dead. So uh, yeah, don't do that. How much? So I'm thinking more of a holistic. So it's two people. Imagine it's like a a, a date, an activity for your partner. What would people be re- willingly, re- reasonably pay? So I'm thinking like people are probably willing to pay maybe 200 to 400. Again, You're covering a lot of boxes there. I, I We're am, not going to like that. <laughs> but I, don't, I need to pick that. I need to pick You, a, give it, you need to pick it. We I'm going to go number. for <laughs> 325. Okay. The weird thing about that is that is the exact number I had in my head. I oh, wish I could have. Was it? Yeah, no, genuinely. Because you're thinking 15 squared plus oh, 10 squared no. is 325. No, no, no. My brain doesn't work like yours. I, my brain just sort of does a okay. that, not that beach ball thing that a computer oh, does okay. and it just pops the figure out. So I'm going to go under. <laughs> I'll go 275. You've done it again? No. What, bad, two, but not two, as seven, bad? 278, though. Oh, that's incredible. Bang oh, okay. on. Oh, that, well, that's incredible. I, but if I'd gone first, I would have said 325 by some I probably weird have, oh, mind thing. Right. For the Just for the glory of it. Can it just be winner takes all? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like in, in primary school, you have oh, like... Oh, we're trying to negotiate yeah. it. Yeah, winner takes all. It's this one's worth three points. Victory, though, yeah. This one's worth three points. It's, it's, sure, no, okay, sure. I mean, okay. If it's, it's important to you, Bobby, because it, I cannot express enough how much Paul does not care. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. We, we, we've agreed. We agreed, that. we agreed the terms. We've agreed the terms. <laughs> the terms have been agreed. Okay, for the win and for glory, <laughs> yeah. uh, the West Ham oh. United FC exam set. Oh. The exam set oh. contains a pencil, a ruler, an eraser, a sharpener, and a calculator. This is probably one of those like entry level gifts because obviously the, the the football shirts and maybe the medallions they'll be much more expensive. So I'm thinking definitely less than twenty. Definitely less than twenty. Okay. Nineteen ninety nine just seems a bit expensive. Fourteen ninety nine seems a little bit cheaper, but I'm also trying to think. Fourteen ninety nine is indeed I think it cheaper. Is. We're not mathematicians. Think, but... Think, but... <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. We're establishing, we're establishing, mm. establishing the basics. I'm thinking sixteen ninety nine. Okay, I'm going to say twelve pounds. No, seven pound fifty. What? So good news, excellent value on that merch. That's... But bad news, you've lost three. Can nil. you imagine the player budget you could have if you started to price these items properly? <laughs> I think this is it. That That's you should the opportunity. Get, get yourself on the board, and that'll be your first item. It's actually one of my legit dreams to get on the West Ham board. You know that one day. Really? East London boy, done good. Football fan, I, season I, ticket holder. I can see it. numbers, yeah. turning up there. Guys, stationary policy. Stationary. This is where we are going to get into the Champions League. Yeah. Seven pounds. We are undercutting ourselves. Yeah. Imagine. This is how we're going to pay for the expensive physio and the equipment required to make you elite sports people. 
Yeah. It's all in the rulers. <laughs> Thinner rulers, higher margin. <laughs> we Fine. have, like like all good things and bad, come to the end. <laughs> so, we have reached the end of the podcast, sadly, because this has been a surreal joy. Uh, <laughs> if people want more of this, what, what are you up to? Where can people find you? Generally, the best place is social media. So at Bobby underscore Seagull, like the bird, sound effect added. Um, again, your, your Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. TikTok? Yeah, oh, for the kids oh. getting down. TikTok ain't just a sound of a clock, in it. Is that what you say? Yeah, that's a bad joke. <laughs> Sorry. Um, social media, um, if, the, if people like watching telly, I've got, depending on when this comes out, there's lots of. Yeah. I think I'm on BBC's series called Pilgrimage right now. Cool. Um, Channel 4 Celebrity Hunted. Um, and then on Netflix, Indian matchmaking. And then if you got your Disney Plus, so I'm like, doing is, big... it, is the Indian matchmaking thing out? Because not yeah, that the other things yeah. don't sound gripping, but that is the one I'm yeah, going for. First. That's the one. I'm imagining celebrity. Although you know like... what? On the, on the um, Indian matchmaking, I may be giving away the plot spoiler. You can see no ring. Apparently, I talked too much maths. That doesn't wow. surprise. I don't think that will spoiler it for anybody. I know. I know. No. Just like, <laughs> You've thing... got other interests though. You didn't talk. You barely talked about maths at all. If anything, we can't really. Please, that's an appropriate amount of maths. So I I need to maybe take down, maybe every date, reduce the amount of maths by 10%. You know, like weaning yourself off. Not cold turkey. Or find somebody who likes maths as much as you do. The right one is out there. That's it. You don't diminish yourself. That's it. Some of us willing to discuss West Ham policy on. Yeah. Proud maths, maths marches. Yeah. Yeah. West Ham fan loves maths. They've got to exist. We found one. Where's the other one? Where's the other one? <laughs> Listeners, yeah, please ladies, help. Ladies, uh, <laughs> well, thank you, Paul, for coming down this path of whimsy with me today. Thank you so much for being our guest. You've been an absolute joy. Um, looking forward to watching all the programmes that you are in. And thanks to the listener for listening. As ever, if you enjoyed the podcast, please rate it. Tell other people about it. 